Welcome to the At Home Workouts Blueprint Rapid Implementation Guide. This is lesson four of five, where we're going to do a deep dive into how to make your at-home workouts unbeatable to your friends at fancy gyms. Of course, I'm joined here by Rad Bormeister and Richard Lillies, both co-founders of Unity Gym and the Unify Movement System. Plus, today we actually do have our expert physiotherapist, Phil White, sitting next to me. I'm Yanni Bormeister, in case we haven't met. Now, guys, if you're watching on the live podcast recording, this week we are doing a special series on how to implement our at-home workouts blueprint, the 10 secrets to a better workout at home than your friends get in the gym. We're very excited to do this on the live because I know that a lot of you have uh, done the at-home workouts. You have experienced what it's like to train at home. And so it's really exciting to be able to get your insights into that, which brings me to the question of the day, which we're going to drop straight away. We want to know what skill you have learned at home uh, or what skill you are practicing or what skill you would like to learn that you probably wouldn't be allowed to do at the gym where be it by social pressure, you'd be embarrassed to try or by rules, you know, uh, strict rules and guidelines. You might not be, you know, when, when I used to work at Fitness First, we wouldn't, weren't even allowed to hang gymnastics rings because they were considered too dangerous. You know, certain skills like handstands, you may not be allowed to kick up against a wall. So you tell us what skill are you learning? Are you mastering? Or would you like to learn that you don't think you'd be able to learn in a gym? We'd love to know. Now, if you're tuning in from the UMS Movement Mastermind Facebook group or on the podcast or the Unity Gym YouTube channel uh, as a recording, remember, you will be able to download this blueprint using a link in the description. How are we today, guys? Pretty good. Just getting the question of the day up in the uh, in the feed here. I'm pretty good. How are you, Phil? Uh, just quietly seething about Yanni ruining my process of editing the podcast, but that's all right. <laughs> He's on a mission this week to yeah. you know, bring the, the implementation guide to, to life, and it doesn't fit in with my my little uh, uh, fancy editing in the podcast, we, that's okay. We're usually stuck to a 20-second yeah. intro for those of you playing at home yeah, who'd really like to know what he's complaining about. Yeah. <laughs> and there's no way I can get that in uh, for 20 seconds. Uh, believe it or not, I am actually, for those listening on, a pod, on the podcast, I am actually reading from a script there and improvising a little bit as I go, And which is why yesterday I almost announced that Phil was sitting next to me when he wasn't. Ghost Phil. <laughs> Ghost Phil. And now, for those, if anybody's uh, tuning into this series for the first time if this is your first episode watching this we're actually recording these a couple of months after we um, finished doing the at-home workouts we were we were stuck in lockdown for 12 weeks at unity gym and we did 12 weeks of at-home workouts where we did three phases and in that time because i was doing the workouts with everybody for one hour a day and in that time i put on six kilos and i lost uh body fat at the same time so i leaned up which means i would have put on about seven kilos of muscle and lost about a kilo of fat now how many of your friends that work out in the gym that are already pretty strong and have already made a good result get results like that what i mean by that is we all go through an initial adaptation that happens pretty quickly if you've never been to a gym but when you're at my level and you've been training for as many decades as i have it is very hard to get another six or seven kilos of lean muscle on your body but guess what? It happened when I was doing the at-home workouts, and the proof is in the pudding because you can look at my, bef- uh, you can look at me in phase one of the programs and look at me in the last phase, and um, yeah, this is a we're, we're talking about. You know, we we looked at the transformation that I went through, the transformation that our tribe that were doing the 
the program with us online, what their testimonials were, and we decided that we wanted to create this rapid implementation course for those of you who haven't done them yet and who are trying to figure out how you can create uh, the ultimate at-home workout to get better results than you, your friends are getting in the gym. So listen up, because this stuff really works. Absolutely. Uh, before we go any further, I do want to give a huge shout out Again, yesterday we, we, we mentioned it and I was um, knocked over by the fact that we got inundated by Google reviews again last night. I think like 13 new so Google many. reviews came through overnight last night. Uh, thank you. Thank you all for doing that, for sharing that. As I said yesterday, you have no idea how powerful your stories are that you're sharing. Uh, there's a lot of people who use those reviews uh, you know, to make decisions based on whether they're going to start exercising and whether they're going to start that process, that journey of transformation that you guys have all really gone on. And um, yeah, it's re it's really it's really special. It's something that I really want to make a big point of because uh, you you taking a few seconds out of your day could be the difference between someone completely transforming their life, and you know that can have a huge effect on yeah. their friends, their family, everything. You yeah, know, because so there are so many snake oil sales uh, people out there, and um, it is important that if you've had a really good experience, then share it so that other people out there that are trying to figure out what they should do can benefit from that. And we're on a mission to get 200 reviews. I just checked this morning, we're at 136. So please be one of the uh, legends in our tribe that helps us to get there. And uh, let's yeah, hit that. Keep, keep them coming. Yeah, let's, let's, let's hit momentum. that 200 reviews. I know I know we, we can get another 64 reviews um, before before the end of the month. So, so let's do and it. And for those of you watching this rapid implementation guide who have never ever experienced the Unity Gym effect, the tribe, uh, then jump over there, check them out. It's pretty cool. Yeah. Uh, morning, Richie. Good morning, guys. Richie on the mic, the, the voice of God. Love that. I love Wait, it. Hello, but hello, hello. Hello, hello. Okay, so let's frame this up. I'm going to read it verbatim straight off the email. How to make your at-home workouts unbeatable to your friends at Fancy Gyms. And we're going to dive into these three key points uh, a little deeper. First of all, step one is to leave your ego at the door and train what you need to overcome your weaknesses. Oh, that's a big one. Step two is introduce spine mobility and animal flow, complex movement patterns. Step three is to do things your gym wouldn't allow, like gymnastic skills. Uh, and that's a, that's a huge point, and that ties into our question of the day. Most people have what we refer to as anatomical structural imbalances due to lifestyle factors and or a lack of appropriate exercise. At Unity Gym, we follow a proven strength and conditioning assessment model that enables our tribe to work on their weaknesses to build a balanced body. Uh, herd mentality, social pressure, and gym culture play a role in what you do in the gym. People tend to train what their friends want to train, or worse, what their ego wants. I have a very personal story I'll share about that myself. But seldom does a beginner get to work on what their body actually needs, and this exacerbates imbalances in the body. So the, the three points we want to talk about here, when training at home, you get to choose what you do. You can make your workouts 100% personalized to your needs. In addition to avoiding muscle imbalances, there's a number of extremely beneficial movements that deliver impressive results that you may feel uncomfortable doing in front of other people, such as spinal mobility drills. Anyone who's watched our videos on Instagram of us all getting down on the spine mobility uh, it's, you know, learning how to do that, it looks cool, especially when it, it's, it, it's derived from dance. So it's something that you can, uh, you know, you, that you get, um, that you'll see people doing in dance. Uh, 
Yeah, I saw one of the members today who was uh, doing it in front of the, right in front of the wall and getting a really good flow through through his body as he was doing it in front of the wall. And then I was like, man, if I saw this in another gym, I would be like yeah. just out of this context. Probably like, get so, kicked out of the gym. Like, yeah, it, it's, <laughs> like, it, it's so normal gym. here. But then I was like, oh, like at any other gym, this would be very strange to see. Yeah, <laughs> that's exactly right. You know, and and yeah. when you're good at it, it looks kind of cool. You know, but when you're learning, you can feel pretty. Like when we do the big workshops, the spine workshops and the mobility workshops. We have people look, it looks like they're humping the wall, you know, and, and when you're learning, when you're trying to integrate those movements, it's, it's pretty, it can be pretty funny. So most people just don't do it, you know, but we like, uh, let's talk about that. Let's talk about how important spine mobility is. Let's talk about how important integrating a bit of spinal movement into the day is. Rad's had very personal experiences with this. Well, you're as old as your spine. So your spine starts aging then you start aging pretty quickly if you um, you know if you can't move your spine um, you know the, the, the best um, I love this explanation of it if you if you had your um, if you had your arm chopped off you'll keep going if you had your other arm chopped off you'll keep going if you have your left leg chopped off you'll keep going and if you have your other leg chopped off you'll still keep going but have your spine snapped and that'll stop you real quick you won't be doing much you yeah and what of course what I mean by keep going is not uh, you know, you just just being able to function in life. You know, if your yep. spine gets snapped up here or wherever it gets snapped from, that's it. So you really want to make sure that you take. If you think about that and you really wrap your head around that, it just makes sense to take care of your spine. And spine mobility. The spine has um, 33 vertebrae in it, so you're looking at 33 different joints, and um, or 32 joints, and they all need movement, every one of them. Every one of them moves a little bit to create the, the, what looks like the big movement. And if you look at each, each individual joint, it actually doesn't get that much movement in each one, but, but it's, it's when they all move together that it creates this beautiful movement in the spine. So when you don't do the spine mobility like the way that we teach it in the at-home workouts, um, you, what often happens is that people get locked up in a couple of joints and the movement that the, the global movement that happens usually occurs in, in only a couple of spots and there'll be certain areas that are really locked up that don't move. And we see that all the time in the gym when we try and get people to do Jefferson curls for the first time. You can really see like for some people there, all the movement comes from their lumbar and their pelvis, nothing in the thoracic or, or the other way around. All the movement comes in the pelvis and the lumbar uh, and the thoracic, but nothing in the lumbar. And so when you do this spine mobility, for me, it's the first time that I'd ever um, been exposed to this concept. And it was, it was like a revelation. Like it, I was like, I can't believe I'm a personal trainer and I'd never even thought of this before. Yeah. I'd never thought that I'm, everything that I'm doing, none of it is mobilizing the spine through lateral flexion, um, forward flexion, extension. Um, there's probably some rotation in, in, in some of the training that I was doing back then, um, but nothing like this. And yeah what it did for me my personal experience i've got something called spondylolisthesis in l4 and l5 um google that one it's a try and say that 10 times <laughs> fast spondylolisthesis spondy <laughs> you can't do it um but and i've also got a pars defect so those are those are some nasty injuries that for me at my worst when i'd gotten out of the army and i'd been out for about a year i couldn't stand up on my feet for more than about 
five minutes. Do you remember I used to always have to sit down at, fit, at Fitness First when I was yep. training people? Yep. And you used to get upset at me. You used to say to me, man, you can't sit down when you're training people. And I, I just couldn't stand up. I was in so yeah. much pain and discomfort that I could not stand up on my feet for more than five minutes. And standing was the worst thing for me, just standing there. If I moved and exercised, because exercising in, involves movement and the movement was felt good, but just standing still was horrendous. And I, if I, when I used to go out, when we used to go out socially, I used to take heavy painkillers. That was back when you could take the painkillers with codeine over the counter in Australia. And I used to take those before I went out preempting the pain that I was going to be in. Because yeah. I, I knew otherwise I couldn't. I used to go out socially and I'd have to sit down at a bar stool. Um, and if that wasn't where the conversation was, people would be coming over to me going, what's wrong? Man? And I said, oh, man, I'm just chilling here, you know. So this completely changed my life. When I started doing spine mobility, I went from that to where I am now, which is where, you know, in all honesty, I do still get discomfort in my back, but it's only when I don't do spine mobility for a couple yeah. of days. And the, re and the reason why it becomes so medicinal, um, I've heard uh, you talk about lots, Phil, generally when we're sitting in the same position, we tend to favor certain body positions based on our posture, based on our circumstances, our lifestyle, our setup when we're working, things like that. And being in those certain positions for long periods of time, we all get in flow, we work for a long time. For Rad, it was standing, delivering a personal training session that was exhausting those passive structures or the, the muscles in his lower back and causing all of that pain. Why don't you just share a little bit about what's happening there and maybe why doing those strange spinal waves just sort of loosens everything up and c becomes quite medicinal in how it makes you feel. Yeah, well, uh, motion is lotion is the term we kind of like to use for um, basically postural, like refreshing. It, it, if you're in one spot for a long time, um, the, the, the structures around your body, so your, your muscles will sort of start to get a bit fatigued if you're just sort of slumped over in one position for a long time and your body's really efficient and it figures out ways of using less energy if possible. So often you'll then start riding your passive structures. So you, your, the bones, joints, uh, the cartilage, ligaments, and they'll start, or you know, the classic ones when you're standing, you got your hip out to the side with your ITB kind of taking over a lot of the load that your muscles would otherwise do. So if you're kind of staying in those one position for a long time, it's now the passive structures that are taking a lot of load. Um, instead of the active ones, so your muscles. So by doing a bit of spinal mobility, it's a great way of getting your muscles to be like, hey, switch on, do the thing. Um, and yep. they start to you know, do that dynamic stability um, again. And so that's why like your best posture is your next posture um, throughout the day. So instead of just being in one position, you just want to add movement variability and that's going to I love that. And your so best posture is your next posture. I remember you said it once. It's kind of like movement, motion is like hitting the reset button, the postural reset button, and that's why it's so important to get up and get moving. Now, look. And the other key thing I really like about the fine mobility is um, is basically like movement variability as well. So I've talked about this quite a lot where if you suddenly expose your body to something that hasn't done in a while and under a certain amount of load or certain positions, and that's often when you catch yourself out and you, you know, get a little injury where you're like, how did that even happen? Like, why did, yeah. <laughs> why is this it's somewhat, you know, seemingly simple movement now causing issues? But if you think about what you've spent in your last, you know, couple, like week, month doing of just, you know, being, I don't know, especially in this lockdown time, like sitting at home, being on your computer all day, maybe watching something on the couch at the end of the day, like lying in your kind of half slumped reading your book, like you haven't exposed your body to much, you know, lateral rotation, extension, rotation, um, and at all the different segments. So adding in spinal mobility is a great way of just adding that movement variability so that then when you do have to kind of pick up your kids in that sort of awkward way or, you know, like 
lunge out and reach something up on a higher shelf, your body's been like, hey, we've done this before. We do this every day in spinal mobility. So this yeah. is fine. And you don't get that spasm of, of do you, protection. Do you know, I've got something to add to that. And I think that what you've just said is, is really important. And, um, you know, I used to, we've got a good friend who's a chiropractor down the road. And I've been seeing chiropractors for most of my life um, to relieve the discomfort that I feel in my back when it gets so bad. And, and it really works for me. Um, and I used to often see Tom because some, my neck would get to a point where, um, I, I, like, when it got really bad, I couldn't turn it to the left at all. Like, I'd, I'd, I'd try and Not turn. Not an Abbey turner. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> no, but it was so bad. And I'd go and see him. He'd give me a treatment, and I'd walk out feeling like a million dollars. When we went into lockdown, I remember this really clearly. I was, f I had a major, majorly aware of how our ability to deliver these at-home workouts would be impacted if I couldn't train at a decent standard. Like if I was rocking up to the session saying, look guys, I'm just gonna have to take it, you know, it just wouldn't yeah. have had the impact and it wouldn't have motivated people around the world. So I was acutely aware of how I needed to keep myself healthy so I wouldn't get sick, but also how I wouldn't get injured. And, the, and healthy, you know, fine, I won't expose myself to other people, I'll get good sleep, all that stuff. Um, but not getting my neck to a point where in my past experience was that basically every six to 12 weeks I needed to get a tune up knowing that I couldn't get that. I thought, wow, what am I going to do? And you know what I did for the first time? I'd never really done this before with my spine training was in the war in the cool down at the end. I did those rotations. I just thought to myself, you know what? I'm just going to add some spine rotations where I would twist my body as far as I possibly could in one direction and then in the same direction, just twice on each side. And I haven't had to go and get my spine, get my neck cracked and sorted out in six months now yeah. from just adding that. There you go. Never And look, I don't want to make this show all about spinal mobility because that's not what it's about. But what it's about is. The, the, the reality is that most people have never done spinal mobility for, a, for, for two reasons. One, they have probably haven't been exposed to it and they haven't actually seen the need for it. But the second is that even if they do, I mean, I'm sure there's people that come to our mobility workshops, our flexibility workshops, and then take that away going, wow, I felt amazing and never practice it because they're embarrassed to do it in their gym. Mm -hmm. And, mm -hmm. you know, being at home and training at home, you know, yes, you, you, you don't have access to all the fancy equipment, but there is one huge opportunity. And that is that you can actually finally work on what you need, what your body's going to um, appreciate the most. It's going to overcome any imbalances in your body, weaknesses in your body. Everybody has, in my opinion, an opportunity with spine mobility and, sp and, and, and that sort of movement. You know, when you start to do it for the very first time, and it doesn't take a lot, it only takes a few minutes a day, you feel better. I used to have to crack my neck all the time. I don't have to do that anymore. And I only do it a tiny little bit, you know. Um, but it's not just spine mobility. It's, it's, it's skills, it's animal flow, things that combine flexibility and mobility. There's, you know, when you've got a big ego and you're training with a bunch of mates and you're just going to the gym for bodybuilding or heavy weightlifting, you completely neglect your flexibility and your mobility training, you know. Whereas when you're training at home, you, you have this opportunity to do those things that normally you wouldn't focus on. It's you versus you at home. And I think this is, you know, this is the message I really want to drive home. Uh, you, you like you've got an, a really big opportunity with your at-home workouts. Don't just do the things that that you see on Instagram. Do the things that your body actually needs. If that is as simple as 
wanting to learn your first push-up, then you've got an opportunity to do that. If it's, yeah. a, if it's extreme as uh, you want to learn a handstand or a press to handstand, then you've finally got the opportunity to do that because no one's there, no one, unless you're, you know, your, your, your um, spouse or roommate or husband or wife doesn't want footprints on the wall and wear socks, you know, but yeah. you, you make the rules. Wear that spandex home. jumpsuit that you've always been a bit embarrassed. <laughs> yeah, the, the mankini. You know? But it's true. I mean, there are some really amazing things that you can learn that require zero equipment that we most people neglect because there just isn't enough time. So it is an amazing opportunity. And I want to ask the question again, because we've got a bunch of people on the live show here. I want to ask the question of the day. Can, let's get everybody to answer, please. Everyone that's on the live stream, please write an answer. Um, what skill would you like to learn that you can't work on at the gym? We want to know. We want to know what is it that you, when, when you can't get to the gym, and even if you can get to the gym right now, when you can't get there, we all go away. Yeah. We all go on holidays. We all have times where we can't get to the gym, and a lot of people around the world are experiencing it now. So we want to know what skill do you want to learn that you think would be a good use of your time when you can't get not, to the not gym? Even, not the just that. What are you neglecting that you know you'd like to do, but for whatever reason you're not doing it because the environment doesn't really suit it? Like Phil yep. was talking about today, you know, some of the stuff that he sees people do at Unity Gym would probably stand out and look quite strange in other gyms. But oh, here, yeah. <laughs> because of the culture, you know, people are learning how to move. They're, they're focusing on performance. They're not focusing on how they look, especially not in the gym. You know, one of the things I used to laugh at being in mainstream gyms is how much people walk around checking themselves out. It's like it's it? like half the time they're in there just making sure they look good. You know, it does. it's not about getting their performance to the next level. It's 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 about how you look good, how you peacock in the gym, you know. Remember those, so guy, remember those guys that used to lift their shirts yeah, up? Yeah, look, look at, at their, their abs. abs. After every set, about, they'd have a yeah, peak of their about, abs, yeah, you know. Yeah, literally, literally. <laughs> at home, they, you can just train shirtless. Yeah, 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 that's right. You can right. check yourself out the whole time. That's exactly right. One of the things, one of the most obvious is at Unity Gym, most of the guys train barefoot. In gyms, you can't do that. You know, mm. um, now, you know, so this is the thing when you're training at home, you get to dictate the terms and that is huge. You know, like in phase four of our workouts at the at home workouts, we introduce animal flow because it's a great combination of strength and flexibility. The movements demand high levels of strength, high levels of flexibility, and then they bring in the element of coordination there. Uh, there's a movement that requires new neural pathways, new learning, and that is a challenge in and of itself. Now and we- So remember, yeah, we've talked about this earlier about, you know, a lot of the Instagram workouts you might see are all about complexity, but you know, the animal flow here is built into, uh, you know, phase four after you've built up that solid foundation of, of using the other variables and now you're adding complexity as a variable to add some overload. That's exactly so right. So we that's 16 weeks. It's the 16th week that we introduced animal it's flow. Actually the 13th week. Really? Yeah, because we did three four-week phases, which is 12 weeks, and week four started, uh, yeah, four yeah, started yeah. Okay, week yeah, yeah, yeah. So 13 weeks, mm -hmm. 12 weeks of building a foundation of strength and mm -hmm. flexibility, keeping things simple. Then we introduced animal flow. But when we introduced it, we only introduced it sparingly. Yep. We don't just switch to, okay, now it's just about what we can do to make it look cool. Mm -hmm. You know, it's yep. used very sparingly, and the movements are selected in a way that they're going to complement what we've done in the past yep. already. So yep. it's not like we completely changed it. When we're doing push-pull days, we use animal flow movements that incorporate push-pull But not just, not just that, uh, we demonstrated it in a very progressive manner and we showed regressions and progressions. So we explained very, very clearly how as an absolute beginner, you can introduce complex movement patterns rather than just showing, I mean, God, those, you know, again, some of the workouts that we're seeing, some of these uber fit, 
dudes and dudettes on uh, on Instagram and YouTube doing, like, I, I mean, I would struggle to do some of the stuff, you know. So they, how would the average person go with it? Whereas we, we made a really um, a big point of showing how an absolute beginner can still do this stuff yeah. and can use, um, you know, like the ways of the the smart way to. Um, introduce complex movement patterns is to break it down into phases where the first phase is where you just drop your shoulder down and put your hand on your hip and the second phase is where you do that and put all the weight in that hand and then the third phase you do that and one leg comes off the ground and then the last phase both legs come off the ground and you're doing a QDR yeah. for anybody that's um, that knows the phase four programs but yeah there's ways to do it and um, yeah if you if you do it intelligently then complex movements have a really a great uh, spot in a, in an at home workout in a, program. In a good program, yeah. that's exactly right. And the yeah. f the last thing, the last thing that uh, at home workouts can unlock is like quite advanced uh, skills, gymnastic skills. The example that I want to push home today is the handstand because I know so many gyms that don't allow you to kick up onto the walls. Our old Fitness First gyms wouldn't allow oh, absolutely. it. Absolutely. And uh, and and also just that there's this. You know, I remember. Um, uh, quick story, a couple of years back when you could travel internationally, uh, we were in Bali, I had my f our family in Bali and, and Kalisha and I had joined uh, a f like what would be considered a fairly mainstream gym up in Abud and um, yeah, w I w part of my warm up at that time was to do a little bit of animal flow and a bit of handstand skills work. And I, yeah, we got we got there, and you know it was really funny because I, I'd get there, I'd start warming up, and people would sort of leave me alone as soon as they saw how flexible and mobile I was. They're like, okay, this is interesting, you know. And then I'd take my shoes off and do some animal flow and do some handstands. And I, and first of all, someone came up and said, "Sorry, man, you, you've got to put your shoes back on." And I was just like, Fuck, "Are you serious?" Like, okay put my sneakers back on and then doing handstands for a while you could just see the the people behind the desk seething thinking he's going to fall on someone or he's going to you know he's going to this is ridiculous you know and then after that I'd go on and deadlift every plate they had in the gym you know um, close to 180 kilos or something like that everyone was just astonished this dude that they thought was going to do clown tricks was stronger than everyone in the gym as well you know but you have these problems you run into problems if the culture if it doesn't fit the culture of the gym they won't let you do certain movements like that you know and so i think for all of you training at home uh you got a real big opportunity here you got a real big opportunity to unlock that thing that's been holding you back that you you may or may not have felt comfortable doing in a normal gym or a normal gym environment it might be flexibility training it might be unlocking a movement skill it might be learning to do your first push-up make doing a better squat you know spending some time just working on your ass to grass squat, that mobility, that end range strength, all those things you might that be pushing yourself in like a cardio workout. Some people get really self conscious about like sweating and yeah. huffing and puffing. Like, you know, there's a, a one of the things I love about this at home workout is, is you get all the good parts of the you know gym environment where you have if you're doing the follow alongs, you, other people are there, or even just you know you're keeping up with rad, and so that kind of is that incentive you need to just push yourself a bit harder than you probably would yourself. But you know, none of the the judgment that happens in some gyms that aren't hundred percent. You know, so. no one's going to frown at you if you go and have a spew in the bathroom <laughs> afterwards. You know? <laughs> <laughs> it's you versus you. Yeah, hundred percent. All right, we got some great um, comments here. Uh, it, it, from our guys watching live, let's go through those, Rad. Yeah, sure. So, um, Greg Gillespie saying busting out the spinal wave on the D floor on Saturday night is yeah. my jam. Um, <laughs> absolutely, I love it. And That's uh, a way to 
ensure social distancing around you. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I don't know. A lot of people think it looks pretty Who knows? cool. You, yeah. you, might, you might actually get some uh, decreased social distancing from the leaders. Mate, the interesting <laughs> thing is the spi spinal waves has come from dance. Uh, I used to do, I used to do a trade off with a, a dance instructor uh, that I was doing that I was teaching as a client of mine in personal training, and he used to teach me dance. And the warm up drills were learning to do spinal waves and um, and and like chest movement and shoulder movement and things like that and uh, when you see a professional who can do popping and locking and proper flow and and, and that's where it all comes from it's mm. it's like break dancing and yeah. stuff like that it is freaking sick man yeah, like it looks cool. incredible yeah very, yeah. Cool. very cool so um quok is saying uh morning boys yeah it's definitely the spine mobility for me is the skill that he wants to be uh mastering at home which is unreal adam meliani is saying middle splits for sure uh lee clements is saying my gym has switched to your programs now yeah. meaning that, <laughs> that there is no no gym it's our programs now which is just awesome <laughs> and uh she's also saying that our uh, your workouts reinforce my belief in strong parts of my body, quads, abs, and my good flexibility. I also discovered the weaker areas imbalances, left and right, poor hamstring compression and poor spine rotation, which is awesome. And I actually asked this question in uh, in some of the morning classes yesterday and today um, to people. And everybody, the what everybody said was some form of calisthenic skill. There was some type of calisthenic skill that they were saying is what they really wanted to work on um, when they're outside of the gym and when they don't have access to the gym, which is that's a really smart way to look at things because there's your opportunity you know you've, you've got your body weight you don't need equipment it's calisthenic skill and my answer to all of them was get good at the handstand mm. because the handstand is the entry level to calisthenics it's the gateway, and drug. It's the gateway to calisthenics <laughs> and there's a couple of reasons why i'll tell you why the handstand at a basic level it will feel like a strength movement it feels very challenging but it's not considered a strength movement it's considered a skill so, and what it does is as well, it, it, ha it gives you really good core and postural development because it teaches you how to control your glutes and your abs and, and, and how to control where your pelvis is in space and to understand a good line in your body, how to stack your body, which is really important for calisthenics. You need to understand um, body awareness. But it also creates very, very healthy shoulders because it starts bringing your shoulders up into extreme flexion and creates end range strength in that extreme flexion. And of course, it gives beautiful conditioning for the wrists and elbows and shoulders. Yeah, not only end range strength, but rather end range stability. Yeah. yeah. Got, you know, now you're you're working the muscles that, that keep the ball in the middle of the socket in that in that overhead position, which is often where people are really, um, you know, feel the least stable and feel really apprehensive in that position. So if yeah. you can, yeah. And awesome. and you and all of that stuff you need for all calisthenic skills. So that's why the handstand. Um, and and in all honesty, it is um, the easiest calisthenic skill to. Uh, master when you look, not even to master, even to get at a basic level, when you compare it to things like the planche, the front lever, the back yeah. lever, muscle ups, like those require serious strength development and serious conditioning in the body. And the handstand does too, but people get handstands quicker than they get um, any of the other ones. People can do a mediocre handstand where they can kick up and hold it for, you know, 10 it seconds. De it depends. It's, it's, it's subjective based it, on body type. Yeah, if you're super strong, then the muscle up will come much quicker yeah, than a handstand. Course, course. Uh, we've got a Hall of Famer on here at the moment that I want to give a shout out to. Uh, Adrian Sneary is our very guy. first ultimate athlete at Unity Gym. He's... Um, 
He, the man, the myth, the legend. The, be- yeah, the man, yeah, yeah. the myth, the legend. He's saying here, hey, fellas, loving the shows this week. Great to hear from Richie on Monday and his approach to training. I found a comment in an old 2017 training book about how impressed I was with Richie's consistency and patience with his training. I think he was working around an injury at the time. What yeah, a beast. Absolutely. I know. Richie, Richie's like nothing the enigma of Unity Gym. <laughs> I know. It? I know. Every <laughs> once in a while, the voice, he's the voice. Yeah. And uh, Adrian's always said, also love the spinal work. I recommend it to everyone. Has been a game changer for me. Thanks very much for sharing. Yeah, and yeah, Adrian, you, were you doing those at-home workouts with us? Was yeah, he, he was. Yeah, yeah, he was, yeah, wasn't 100%. he? Let us know how yeah. you enjoyed those at-home workouts, brother. Um, give us a little uh, a little comment in there. And then we've got uh, Kevin Lee. Kevin's saying, spinal waves fixed a sore spot in the middle of my spine that had been lingering for two years. This was way before the Spine Mobility Masterclass was created. Just the one minute as part of the UMS daily was enough to do it. How good is that? Mate, it's, it, honestly, the Spine Mobility Masterclass is an absolute weapon of a thing to adopt and, and learn. And I think it's great to go through that initial period where you do sort of practice it quite a lot. But you'd be shocked at how much you can do just by doing a minute of spine uh, mobility, just well, like we do in well the warm-ups. Well, that's what I say you know, to people. Like it's a, phenomenal, a minute a yeah. day is, like, uh, I said this to Phil once, you know, Phil, I love I love having Phil, who is not just a physiotherapist, but he's, he's studied exercise sports. all-round good-looking guy. Yeah. But he's studied exercise sports <laughs> science at university, so he does come at this from a very, um, you know, a, a point of authority. And when I said to him, uh, he was asked. He said to me, um, watching me do my shuttle runs for my warm up for one minute on my lower body days. And he said, oh, "I'd love to see you run, uh, come for a run with me, and see how you did with it." And I said, "Yeah, you know, like I figure I don't really run, so doing a little bit like this is is going to be really good for me." And his response was, "Was well, going to be infinitely better than doing no running at all, isn't it? Like, it, yeah. like you might feel like you're not doing much, but doing some as opposed to none is infinitely better." And that's the same as with spine mobility. Adrian's yep. just jumped in there and said, love the at-home workouts. Core strength came on loads and leaned up too. Still do the Wednesday sessions on Wednesday and Saturday at home. How good's yes. that? Yeah, yeah. Absolutely. Yeah, you, you and me both leaned up, Adrian. It was a... Uh, it was a great opportunity to get in good shape, and um, and I've definitely um, you know maintained the the level of fitness and strength and the physique that I developed um, during that time. It's it's been I, awesome. I, I was gen- I genuinely had ab envy uh, watching yeah, Rad there. Yeah, goes lockdown again. Yeah, yeah, you might have to jump in. Yeah, I know. And it was kind of like we just all drew straws at the start to see who was going to demonstrate it, and then uh, and Rad pulled the short straw. It turned out to be the long straw though, didn't it, Richie? Rad <laughs> Richie and I were like, damn, boy's got some abs now. Uh, All right, guys, that's it for today's show. We went a little bit over time, but thank you so much, everyone, for sharing uh, what you would like to achieve, what's holding you back, what you may or may not be doing enough of. Uh, It's a real big deal. Like um, herd mentality, social pressure uh, dictates what you do at gyms a lot more than you would like to think. And that's one of the reasons why people get personal trainers because then they can just do what we're told. And if they're doing something that looks silly, they say, well, my trainer told me to do it. But when you're working out at home, you have a great opportunity to leave all that at the door, leave your ego at the door and train what needs to be trained based on your needs and your goals. And that's a very, very special thing. It should not be underestimated how powerful that is. Tomorrow, we're going to bring this in for a landing. We're going to be talking about 
the best ratios, how to get the best results. It's, it is all good and well to start practicing skills and it's all good and well to start putting spinal mobbing and spinal integration and, and all sorts of fancy stuff into your workouts. But there is a ratio that you want to keep it at to get best results. We don't want to start to throw, you know, lose all rhyme and reason and turn into entertainers instead of trainers. Uh, so we're going to talk about how to bring it all together tomorrow and uh and really what the best sort of workout should look like when you're at home excited yeah, very excited, excited much yeah. i'm excited it's gonna be yeah. awesome i'm gonna excited be a good show. have a great day everyone we'll see you soon health is about performance not just body image you better be willing to accept what you're gonna have to do to get there we'll start focusing on movement goals strength goals flexibility goals when you nail that skill that's there forever the body image goal doesn't get you that far. It's the consistency and frequency that's going to get you there. It's not the intensity. There's no shortcuts to mastery and movement. Destination doesn't change overnight, but your direction will. It's the gym is not the place to beat up the body that you hate. It's the place to build the body that you love. We are the gym that teaches people how to move instead of just exercise because we believe that health is about performance, not just body image.